15 of the Post America Podcast, the Halloween special. What voice is that? But is this 15? I thought it was 14. 14? 16. 16. 16. I was We're all wrong. Episode 16, man. And Halloween is right around the corner. Halloween's around. What's the date? Let people know. It's October 31st this year. No, I mean the date right now. Oh, oh, oh. It's it's October 23rd. uh, October 23rd. We're in a basement. In Tannersville, Pennsylvania. We we chose a different location, a little creepier. Tannersville, Pennsylvania is one of the most haunted areas in the United States. A lot of people don't know that. Google it, Mother F. Google, Google Pocono it. Ghost, Legends and Lore, Tannersville Inn, the ghost of Jotham Oliver. That's Jotham's great-great-grandfather. Still roams around here. Yeah. Picks up Joe from work once in a while. Every now and then so we have conversations good. on the way home. But we're going to talk about some ghost stories that we had personally happened to us we have a friend sitting in hanging out ray he's got a bottle of vodka yep he says he never really had any kind of experiences but he's just sitting and listen he'll give us some oohs and ahs to chime in <laughs> i think i might have been with ray on a few ghost adventures but we'll talk about that later oh yeah 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 ghost, years haunted ago. ghost drives oh see in, so in he did have some yeah. i don't remember him though uh, he blocks him out <laughs> because it was traumatic. Like his son, he's also afraid of ghosts. Yeah, Ray's son's here, but he <laughs> ran upstairs when he heard the topic. You know, can I say something first before we even start this? Yeah. I can't stand when grown-ups are into Halloween. Yeah, it's stupid. Like, it, it, does it annoy you? It annoys the shit out of me when there's, like, grown-ups and they dress up for Halloween yeah. and they do, like, they get all into the, the spirit of Halloween. That's yeah. Just, I mean, look, what is the yeah. history of this? This is an awful date in history. Yeah, wasn't it like a massacre? Yeah, it's based on so many evil, rotten things, but people make it a big joke. Hey, listen. I'm going to Google it real quick. Go ahead, Google but, it. But, yeah, you keep talking. I'm going to Google. While you Google that, I'll say this was Molly's idea. Last time we were doing oh. the, uh, was this Chris's computer? Yeah. Well, shut that off. You're ruining everything. Ruining the vibe. Last week when we were doing a podcast, she came up with this idea. So we said, let's get it in before the 31st so we could get it out by Halloween so people could sit in their houses, shut the lights off, and listen to the It is tales. a great idea. And it is. You know, candlelight. one thing about Halloween, though, the best place to go is New Orleans for Halloween. Oh, I bet. Yeah, why is that? That's the number one party. Party and just the events they do because you go through the cemetery. Like When I went down to New Orleans... Every like all the locals told me you got to come for Halloween, Halloween mm-hmm. and jazz festival. But they said Halloween is so crazy because the cemeteries, you know, they got the like oldest cemeteries with the they huge, go all out. Yeah, their cemeteries are insane. You can get lost walking. Well, New Orleans that's always a sight in movies like horror mm-hmm. movies and vampire movies. It has that long, yeah. that long. Uh, all right, maybe Spanish. New Orleans moss. is above Tannersville. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> it has that long Spanish moss that hangs off oh, of yeah. everything and vines. Yeah. I, and I did this when I went out fog. to New Orleans a, a few years ago, ten years ago, whatever it was, way before Katrina or anything like that. I did the cemetery tour, and it's yeah. creepy, man. You did, Yo, even yeah. post post Katrina, the, the cemetery is still standing, like pretty much, like all the places we went. We didn't do all of them, but it was crazy. Yeah. Who is this Katrina Broad you guys both know? Yeah, she was kind of sexy yeah. for a while. When she fell for a little bit, but she's a lot of trouble. <laughs> Katrina. She got wet easy. Yo, oh, listen. Oh, she did. my goodness gracious. <laughs> Yo, when I saw uh, when I saw there was a hurricane uh, a couple weeks ago, I, I turned on the news in the morning, and I said, Hurricane Jaquan, are they serious? Oh, yeah, I saw that. I said, they leapfrogged Jamal and Tyrone, just went right to Jaquan. Yeah. But it was Joaquin. I was wrong. So, oh, okay. Uh, my apologies. Like the hair lip guy that I plays uh, Caesar. Yeah. Yeah. 
But for a second, I was like a little like, wow, Jay Kwan, that's very... uh, Jay Kwan, the chef. Um, All right, let me read this real quick. You want to start with this? You want to start with... We we got a a person, he was a little angry because when we asked for questions in the past, he said his questions weren't answered. So let's do this guy the right thing. Should we just get it out of the way right yeah, now? Yeah, we'll do then, that first. All right. Just give before the first name in, of the guy. Before we get in the creepy vibe, we'll kind of lighten the mood a little ooh, with ooh, ooh, ha, ha, a little ha, question ha, from ha. listeners. So, let's see here. This is from, by the way, you can follow us on Twitter at Post Americans. You can follow us on Instagram at Post American Podcast. And you can email us questions like Robert Ward did at uh, postamericapodcast at gmail.com and we will try to get this to you in a prompt manner. So Rob Ward says... What do you say? What do you say? Well, he voiced his disappointment, I think. Yeah, this email was to me, so he had to bypass it was the post America. It was never addressed, but I don't. I never got this email. So no, I know we, we Anyway, Rob, you know what? We're going to answer these questions anyway. He said, is there any person in... Any particular person that the song Mathematics is written about. Mm. If you don't know, me, Richie, Chris, Mathematics, we're in a band called Wisdom and Chains. We rock, kick ass all over the world. And we people got a new album me. out. You know and on saying? that people, album. People a... know me. But uh, yeah, we have a, a new album called The God Rhythm, and there's a song called Mathematics. And it is written about a particular person, and it's written about my wife. Oh. And it's, uh, it's a love song, which is uh, not the usual type of song for a hardcore band, right? But I, I want to write a song for my wife. And you I, know, I didn't know it was, I figured it was about her, but I didn't know for sure. Why the title, Mathematics? Well, I, did, it, I was thinking about, I was trying to think about like uh, love in sort of a scientific way. Mm. You know what I mean? Like what, it, it doesn't make any sense. So it's, scientifically it's proven love. Yeah, I mean it's not actually, but that that's that's where I was coming from. Was and kind mathematics of from a, also is a nickname that our guest here today gave Mav. That's true. That's true. Our engineer. He, that's a, uh, Mav's nickname, mathematics, because he's so smart and he's always kicking knowledge. Yeah, always kicking knowledge. Okay, so that answers that question. Okay. Anybody want to comment on that? Any anything else? I didn't know. Anything I, know. I, didn't, okay. I figured, but I didn't know. want to ask. Sometimes Joe's lyrics are personal. I don't want to know. You know, sometimes, you know what? sometimes they are personal, but they have a universal appeal. Yeah. It could be anybody that's important. It could be exactly. anything. It could be interpreted in a dozen different ways. And that's that is about, the burden of Personally. a lyricist oh. is to try to make uh, songs relatable, yet you know, personal enough that Where you, you want to that you love it? singing it. And that you love you, it has to be something that you can repeat again and again and again and again. And still means something every time. Well, you're a master. And at the same time, it has to be something that's relatable to your audience. Yeah, you want a song that like two guys could have a totally different vibe about the song, but both relate. Right, right. So you shouldn't be too specific, right? Exactly. You get you you got to put details, but but not details that are so specific to one person that it couldn't be relatable to the audience. It keeps it keeps it open for interpretation. It's great. Yeah. Like when I ghost wrote Patience for Axl Rose back in the day, I was thinking like, let's not go too specific with these lyrics, you know? You were like, easy, fella. Listen, what's the next question <laughs> from Mr. Ward? Number two from Robert Ward. In the My Friend video, Joe makes a movement that is like an open hand moving down his face at two minutes and 15 seconds. And at the end, at four minutes and 14 seconds, Richie kisses, blesses a medallion around his neck, then makes a hand movement. Is there any significance to these two scenarios? They look intentional in the video, 
just in the dark as to their significance. Well, Robert, that's very perceptive of you. Do you know what he's talking about? For you? I, yeah, I do. Oh, okay. It was. It's all. It's all intentional. Right. Um, I. I'm not going to go into the specifics of it right here because it's. It's almost like uh, one of those. It's kind of like just for us. You know what I mean? It's. 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 It's public enough that we wanted people to see us do these things, but a little too private to talk about. So well, I know what he's talking about with me, but I got to go back and look what he's talking about with you. Yeah, you'll see. You'll, you'll see know when know. you see it. You'll know what I'm what I'm what I'm doing. But yeah, it is. Uh, I would say most things that we do um, Ooh, that are sh- shrouded with mystery, they're, they're all nice intentional. They're all oh, intentional. Nice. Oh my goodness! Oh wow, Good. Molly, our our producer is bringing us. And we already gave you props on the idea. Um, so yeah, that was intentional. I'm glad you noticed. I hope other people notice and I hope you go, if you didn't notice, go take a look and, uh, you'll see what Robert Ward was talking about. So number. Well, yo, I'll let him know my, what I did. Okay. Go ahead, Richie. Go ahead. Because it does, it doesn't really matter, but I kiss a medallion, St. Christopher medallion a saint that Catholics wear during travel, but another group wears for a different occasion. So I'll leave it at that. The hand gesture I make is like this. I show my guest. What this represents, the pointer finger and the middle finger wrapped around in one another, that's the DNA strand. The caduceus of Hermes? I think it is. Right, Chris? It is the Caduceus of Hermes. Who's dropping knowledge now, Matt? I like that, Joe. I like that. So you show the DNA strand, both sides of the hand. That represents something that I can't talk about. But if you people want to look into it further, feel free. And also be on the lookout for all our videos in the past for maybe some some hints. Album covers also. Album covers we like and to, we a like future to... video that we got in the works. That's right. But anyway, let's get on with Ward's question. What else we got for us? Number three, he says, do you guys have any favorite books? Absolutely, I have favorite books. Um, well, I want to say favorite. I have favorites. But one of the one of the best books I ever read is The Jungle by Upton Sinclair. That's a great book. Great book. It's a little hard to read. Um, it sounds stupid, but <laughs> it's a little wordy. Is that is that a uh, no, one of those obvious critiques for a book? You mean there's words in there? Yeah, it's a little oh, wordy. Wow. No, but it's uh, it's it's hard to read because, well, the subject matter is very, um, it's it's like depressing, very depressing. It is a very depressing. It's like book. Uh, what do they call that? Dystopia. Yeah, it, well, right? it has a very dystopic kind of view. Dystopia, like a 1984 yeah. type of like, damn, like it leaves you feeling like like. Yeah, it's it's all about the meatpacking industry empty. in New York in the early 1900s. Actually, in Chicago. Is it Chicago? Yeah, Chicago. Uh, wrong, wrong, wrong what city. the hell, Chris? Man, I Jesus know, Christ! I know. But, but it's it down to math now. It's, it's no, more book, math, math, no more mathematics. Yeah, math. Just, uh, Ray, what me. book? You got a book? A favorite book you read? Favorite book I read. He got game. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. nah book? Crazy book. It's called Shantaram. If you look it up, it's uh, about a dude from Australia. Gets a life sentence. He breaks out of Australian prison, sneaks over to India, and the book just gets insane. Shantaram. Shantaram. I, I don't remember the author. It's a true story. I know somebody, um, last time I ordered a book, I read it years ago and I reordered it, and it was something on there that somebody's trying to make a movie. But the book is insane. Like, this is going back in the like, 1970s. So it's when uh, 
Russia and Afghanistan was going at it, and this dude wound up with the India mob. I didn't even know India wow. had a mob. It's crazy book. Shantaram. Shantaram. Cool. I like Shantaram. that. I have to read that. Professor Chris. You know, one of my favorite books, I think, is uh, the translation of Suetonius's The Lives of Twelve Caesars. Get out of here. God I'm damn it, you. Chris. God damn it. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because when you read through it. Wait a minute. Before you tell us why, say the title again. It's a Suetonius is the author, Roman author. And it's the lives of the twelve Caesars. Lives, lives. of the twelve Caesars. Yeah, he's, he's writing like little, Whoa, auto, name little sketches. Album. You know? That's pretty dope, man. And you read through it, and you just politics and how people are. You, it's shocking how modern, thoroughly modern people's behaviors are. So that's it. And it, huh? just, and it mm-hmm. stuck with me. And could, I could read it now, pick it up, and read it. And you still get a chuckle off it, like. The, today's president political climate, you could find uh, many. A, <laughs> I don't think I would read it and get a chuckle off it, but it, I believe I believe you, you would. I do. To get, to I get just read the lives of the twelve Caesars. <laughs> <laughs> it made me chuckle. <laughs> it does. It does. <laughs> a chuckle off. You get a good chuckle. You're something off else, it. Chris. Oh, a good chuckle. I'll tell you because it's it's surprising how hey, people change. Hey, you want to laugh? Read the lives of the twelve Caesars. It is fucking. <laughs> it is hilarious. a knee slapper. Oh my god! Nah, it's good though. It's like it, I it's, believe and you. it's accessible. You know what we'll I'm saying? Read it next time I'm on my yacht. You know. Mm-hmm. What I'm <laughs> <going>. <laughs> next time I have three years with nothing to do. Nah, it's good, I'll man. I'm it. telling you, it's really accessible, and it's it's amazing how how crazy people are still. Like, yeah, people are nuts. It's yeah, it's amazing like, how it hasn't. So it's like a book on psychology. Nah, it's just their lives, man. He's talking about like you know the rise of of Nero, oh. you know, or the life of Augustus. And you know the intrigues, palace intrigues. It's just crazy, like how crazy people were and still are to this day. Like, but uh, anyway, Richie, I think we covered that topic. I think so. Richie, favorite book? Mm, I, I couldn't really say, but I'm in the process of writing a book. Oh yeah. Yes. Get out of here. The Genesis of Osuknam. So be on the lookout for that. <laughs> Osuknam. Yeah. Osuknam. Yeah. Richard, didn't you so, try uh, Ryan that years ago? I remember you had some I drafts. Did. And of the destroyed. Tannersville Osuknams? Chris, I was uh, I was living with Chris at the time when my writing was destroyed, but I was in the process right now, and now I'm back on it. But uh, back you then know it what? was the Code of Osuk. This is the genesis of Osuknam. Uh, I read uh, a book that you recommended one time that was really good. Which? It was called Many Lives, Many, Many Masters. Masters. Oh, yeah. It's, it's that was good. a really cool, cool I book. I just let Ray borrow a book called The Killing Fields about the IRA. Oh, yeah, that book. Yeah. You told me about that. Insane. I never read it. But Starts yeah. off insane. Pretty good. But uh, yeah, I read Many Lives, Many Masters, and that led me to read, uh, someone suggested I get the, the Tibetan Book of the Dead. Oh, that's good, man. That. Tibetan Book of the Dead is good. There was a lot of parallels between both of those books. It was pretty cool. It's cool. I don't, you know, who knows? Parallels. Well, but you know what? Chicken butt. That leads us to Halloween. Should I just skip Rob's Any more questions? last question? Nah, hook him up. He you guys been waiting. One last question. What is it, Robbie? We got you, Rob. What's the most underrated band, oh. or what is the most slept-on album by any band? Good question. Wow. Underrated hmm. band, or slept-on album by any band? In Ooh. in hardcore or punk or like anywhere? Let's say I'm assuming he's a hardcore or punk fan. So let's. You have any in mind? Um, I feel like I have one on the tip of my tongue. But uh, has anybody else got one? It'll come to me. I do. I think Lars Fredrickson and the Bastards that won the Vikings. Oh, that's a dope album. album. That's a great album, and I never really hear anybody talking about it. That's a great but album. But maybe it's totally 
you know, they have props and, you know, I don't know. Maybe people are always giving Maybe props. Maybe just in our circle. Yeah, I just I think that's a great album that, that I never hear great. anybody mention. Yo, you remember that came out right when we were doing um, recording Die Young. Really? I remember get, have, bringing the CD to the studio. You told me to get it. I went to the jukebox, Main Street Jukebox, shout out, what up? I went and Wag picked wine. it up, and uh, I listened to it on the way to the studio, and it just yeah, blew my mind. Yeah. Great album. Yeah, no, dope album. But maybe it's not underrated in the punk scene. I don't know much about the punk scene. I like to take showers on all that. Nasty. Yo, but mm. ain't, do you know what you're thinking of yet? <laughs> nah, damn, I can't. I, I, You know what? I think this is like, I, I don't mean this to be a backhanded compliment at all, but I've heard people dissing certain bands that are actually big bands. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I... I so I, I don't know if that counts as underrated, but I like bands that I feel everybody should like just because you know it sounds good to me, and a lot of people do like them. Well, like who? Oh, tell but us. Certain people don't like them, but there's a band called Defeater. Oh yeah, you. Cool. I know we, you all heard of it, heard of them. Um, Defeater's Def- Defeater dope. is so good. They have a new album. And it's just awesome. I think they do well though. No, they do really well. Yeah. But I'm just saying among... People do hate on them. I think, especially in my circle of friends, <laughs> people hate on them. Yeah. And I try to... I always try to turn people on to Defeater that aren't into them, but they have a lot of albums now. They have five or six albums. Yeah. And they're all good. And uh, they just... They they never... It never gets, like, worse from album to album. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is hard to do. I keep, like them, writing but relevant you know I'm music. a huge Modern Life is War fan. Yeah, absolutely. And they're similar. Uh-huh. So I always go with the other. I'm one. sure Modern Life is War was around first, but and I love them too. I, I love Modern Life is War, but just when you read the lyrics from Defeater yeah, or no, Modern Life is War, that's the, that's their biggest strength is the lyrics. Yeah, I like when bands put a little effort into uh, every aspect. Yeah, yeah, lyrically those bands are good, man. Anybody else underrated? Underrated? Who? Who? How about an underrated rapper? Cormega. Cormega, yeah. Cormega, definitely. Even definitely. after Nas killed him like that. Nas buried him, put uh, nah, his ass, beat him up. I mean, beat him up nah, like he sunned him. I already know. I don't know if you come. I mean, man, if you listen to Cormega's comebacks on on certain stuff, Nas was coming at him in a lyrical hard way, but Cormega was more on from from what I believe was coming more on some real shit. You know what I mean? Like everything he was talking about. You know, it wasn't just for oh, it sounds good and it rhymes and let me diss him and this and that. he was talking. So me, I always give Cormega. If you listen to him, it's all music with oh, substance. That dude's good. That dude's good. It's all music with substance. Even like now, his latest album, I don't even, I don't know if he sold anything. But uh, when I was at college, I was actually with his DJ, DJ Fatboy. College. And uh, he was telling me how that dude was just a real dude. Like musically, he ain't sell out just to make mad money. After okay. the firm thing blew, so I give it to Cormega as far as rap. Yo, with hip hop, I give it to my son. Oh, Ooh, my son, son yeah. I you guys know I love yeah, my yeah, son. Yeah, yeah. Yo, he put a picture on Instagram the other day. Yeah, with his shirt off. Oh yeah, he's teased out. What the oh, fuck? Yo, he's he looks now. like like a like a GI Joe action figure. Yeah, they blew. I think up. I like him more now because he's getting so political. Because it's very political. My son always been a street dude, and he ran with some dudes that I'm cool with. And he know he always kept it a hundred on that level, but now he's getting so political. I think it's dope. I think he's better off going that yeah. route. 
Because guys in a rap world aren't paying any attention to them. But you don't see nobody stand for something yeah. no more. Yeah, he stands for something. A lot, of, a lot of dudes, whether it be hardcore, you know, that's one reason hardcore music, punk music, when they, they find a cause, they go all in for it. And I love that about that music. But with rap, nowadays, dudes ain't standing for nothing. Nah. nah. And nowadays, it's get on the radio by yeah. any means necessary. Sell out. And the answer in hip hop, if you're being like, "Oh, you like them? They don't. They got no skills." What's the response that makes it all okay? Oh, they make money though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whack. Horrible. I take that money and I shove it down your throat. <laughs> Chris, underrated band. Chris don't care. Chris, Let's talk about underrated Romans. metal band. Oh, can Go. I just add on one thing? Yeah. Well, hardcore. I think torn apart from Baltimore, man. I always liked oh. them dudes back in the day. Now you reach okay. back. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, Digging you know. Deep. My music uh, with hardcore and punk is going to be more 90s. I don't like too much new stuff out except for lifeless, you know, stuff like that. But uh, torn apart. Because you went to college. Yeah, I went to college for a while. That kind of stunted your hardcore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hardcore growth. Hardcore evolution stuff. Yeah, the only two albums you can get is Agnostic Front and Madball at that time. So for five years, I had some good music to listen to. You know Two what? Albums. It's not fair of us to ask Chris for like what's the most underrated punk. He just don't care. Who's the most <laughs> underrated emperor? The most <laughs> underrated emperor? <laughs> Aurelian Sword in Hand. See? Okay. Aurelian. There you go. Is one of my favorites. Sounds yes. like a there comic you go. Book All right. Character. And you know what's crazy? I completely agree with you. Yeah, Aurelian. He got a real deal because totally agree he was with pretty you. cool. He made, he made the uh, the wall around. We don't really have time to get and into a lot it, of but people, I totally agree with you. A lot of people don't know the Caesar was his haircut first. <laughs> the Caesar. It was called the Aurelian, <laughs> yeah. and they were like, ah, well, you know, it doesn't have a nice, barbershop. I just doesn't say, have yo, a ring. Give me the Aurelian. With if a your ball. barber don't know the Aurelian, he's not a real barber. He ain't Aurelian. All right, more so we got way off from Halloween. Yeah, but we got to help the guy we out. did help. Rob Ward, I hope that answers your question. Now, listen, here's the, here's the, the sick thing is there's a whole other list of questions that we're not going to get to on this episode. We'll get to them. Oh, especially from Rob or other people? From other people. Okay, yeah, we'll get to so, them next time. We'll get to them, especially if they're interesting questions, okay? Yeah. Because the worst thing you could do, the guaranteed way that we're not going to get to your questions yeah. is if you ask a stupid question, okay? Like the dumbest question. Like one guy was like, Rich, how, how are you such a G? How am I supposed to answer that? <laughs> I'm supposed to, you know, it's like, but let's yeah, get to Halloween. I was born this way. Let's get to Halloween. All right. Chris, Halloween. cue the music. Beautiful. <laughs> Chris, how about a little howling wolf right here? Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who, Chris, know, how about like one like a creaky door? We sort of we sort of grew up together, but not as like little children. Well, Ray was a little child with us. We're older than Ray. He was a children. Yeah, he was a children's. Is he was a little That's his children. language, but we did have some relatively spooky experiences. I sat through with Chris. I shared a a room with him. Shared houses with Joe. Had raised on my couch for months at a time. <laughs> and I, I remember one time, maybe Chris could start off, there's something called, what's that called? Paral- the paralyzation? Sleep, par- Sleep paralysis. paralysis. Go ahead, Chris. Tell, yeah, tell well, us I, people I, about this. I had a case of that one time in college. You know, I was sleeping and uh, I woke up, the room was freezing. And I could just look up, and my eyes started darting around, and I could see something lurking on the, near the ceiling where the wall meets the ceiling, darting back and forth. Darting, he's saying, not darting. 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 He says darting. <laughs> darting. Sometimes you have to add the I-N-G, because, yeah. My terrible accent. And uh, so I could see this thing in the shadows, and it jumped 
from from the shadows right onto my chest. And I couldn't move. Like, now keep in mind, keep in mind, it's a bunk bed. He's on the top. I'm on the bunk. top bunk. And I couldn't move. It felt like it was a million tons. It looked like like a woman, you know. And it got real close to my face. It was like like grinning, like mocking me, and I was I was petrified. And it felt like my chest was being crushed. And you couldn't move, right? And I couldn't move. I was trying my hardest. I was mustering every piece of strength I had just to pick my hands up. I just felt like I was just I was having harder and harder to breathe. It was like grinning at me, and it became harder and harder for me to breathe. And then something jiggled out. You know, the door started to jiggle. It looked, and ever uh, she came in, man. Succubus was like, "Fuck." Is this. it safe to say I saved your life that I night? I think you did. And then it looked, and it hit the glass. <laughs> safe to say, it hit the glass. I re- re- jumped into like the glass, the window, into the reflection. As soon as the light went on, it felt like the the weight came off my chest, and I was like kind of gasping, looking kind of like white as you know, sweating. Uh, yeah, sweating. sweating, sweating, sweating means that's fucking nuts, B. Yes. Yeah. Yo, <laughs> listen though. Now listen, listen Chris is though. not the type of guy to make things like this up. Nah, nah. He won't even believe in the aliens, and he believes in this <laughs> crap. Listen, that's <laughs> that's so common. Yeah, it yes. happened to me. Okay. Yeah. Let me tell my sleep paralysis story. So I was in my apartment where me and Richie used to live over the. <laughs> Marvin's Refrigeration oh, yeah. in East right, Strasburg, right. Pennsylvania. By the bar, by the bar, around yeah. the corner yeah. of the bar. Yeah. The brother so bar. I'm in that apartment, and I'm sleeping, and there, I heard a, like a roar in my head. It sounded like a, like a lion's roar inside of my head. And I woke up, and it was a shadow figure that was sitting on my chest. It's crazy, It felt right? like it weighed a million tons. Unbelievable. It was yeah. sitting on my chest, crushing the shit out of me. It felt like it was choking me. Like I couldn't, I couldn't. Yeah, man, I know. Breathe. You, yeah. Like there was no. It's not even that it was like hands around my neck choking me. It's just like it stuffed something into my lungs and throat, and there was no. You know what I mean? Like air couldn't come yeah. in or out of me. Yeah, it feels like the weights on you. And you can't. I was get completely. Gasping. And and I heard the 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 thing that woke me up was the roar. Yeah. And uh, so when I finally. It snapped out of it. I don't remember exactly how I came out of it, but I was wide awake then. And I got up when I could finally get up. I turned my light on. And a lot of you you don't notice about me, but you're about to. But I, I was raised in a cult, basically. I was raised as a Jehovah's Witness. And there's this very strange um, ment- uh, a fear of demons that's drilled into your head at a very early age. A fear of demons and demonic things, demonic activities. Well, I can definitely see how that would and be uh, so interpreted like I, that. My, my old Jehovah's Witness training kicked in, and I ran to my closet. I was digging through my shit, looking for the, you know, like, for what, that what Bible. Is it? Who did it? Yeah, what? New no, World was, Translations. No, I was looking for, uh, you know, the demonic influence. Oh. Uh, you know, I didn't throw out my Slayer series, but I did throw out some other things. Well, you know what I just did on my phone, if you want to do this at home? Do an image search on Google of sleep paralysis, and all as you see are the exact same things Joe and Chris talk about. So this is common. Yeah, I realized Tobin. it was common after I told Chris's story to some other people, and they're like, "Oh yeah, that happened to me too. Oh, that happened to me." Tobin was one of them. Our yeah, our good friend Tobin has that. Well, I don't know if he has it a lot, but he he has in his life. When I told him Chris's story, he he, you know how he he's not a poker player. You see it on his face. He was scared as soon as I told him the story. He knew he went through this. Yeah, yeah. But back and in those days, man, like you know, the early nineties, had look no what comes idea, up, man. Yo, crazy. in the old days, they called it a succubus, I believe. 
It's like a, a figure of a woman that that comes in your sleep. And, yeah. Um, Yo, what do y'all do though? Like after that, out. like if something like that happened to me, I, I don't know what the fuck I'll do. I, I, it's terrifying because there's nothing you can do yeah, you can't except really wait till it goes away. But I'm saying, how do you like? How do you feel like the like? All right, you had that happen. What happened that morning? What was the next thing you did? Like as soon as you woke up that next day, what what was in your mind? I tried to justify it, rationalize it in my head. And I then- came to Chris's aid immediately, <laughs> <laughs> and I nursed him back to good health <laughs> and good sense, good mental health. No, I could see he was scared. Yeah, I'll I'll be yeah, honest. Really I was scared shook. The shit out of me. For- he, I think we covered up the window a while. Yeah, uh, I was shook for a while. while. So what did that? Yeah, I didn't want to like, sleep. I had a hard time yeah. sleeping. Like you, you think it's. Everything, then you kind of get you paranoid. Did you yourself. wind up picking up a Bible? <laughs> no, you know, as the oxygen was being sucked out of my head, I had my cross on my my Orthodox cross, and as I was gasping there, it was pl- it looked like it was playing with the cross on my chest, and I was like, uh, it like is, this ain't doing shit. This homie. ain't doing anything, and I was like, damn, this thing, you know. <laughs> Happy Halloween. Yeah, that's great, rough, man. man. Sleep paralysis. I bet some people listen to me. Oh, damn it. listen, man. I don't know what's. So- I never happened to me. But if it did, I'd throw that bitch right off me. Who you kidding, son? Get out of here. <laughs> Send us your sleep paralysis stories. Maybe we'll review, yeah, tell it. We'll review it on common, the next man. podcast. And the, yo, the same room that that happened to Chris in is something pretty scary I can remember. We were doing something that a lot of people do at college. Yeah. Playing with a Ouija board. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, this is rough right here. My mom warned me about this my mm-hmm. whole life. Oh, baby. If I tried to bring one of them into the house, she'd throw me a beat and burn the thing. Anyway, now we're out here. There's people playing the Ouija board. There's a couple spectators. One is a guy that we call Tattoo Head. He's a punk rock dude. He's got a tattoo on one side of his head of a bullet entry hole. On the other side, an exit wound. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking serious? Yeah, Yeah. serious. (laughs) And a mohawk. Tattoo Mohawk right up. So we call him Tattoo What's his real name? John? I I don't even know. Anyway. Don't matter. We're talking to this thing, like uh, some kind of spirit claims to come through the board. I don't believe nothing. But, Chris, help me with the details because, you know, I got a bad memory. But this thing is saying it doesn't have a name. What's your name? Oh, I don't have a name. Nameless, nameless. It kept kept spelling out nameless on the board. And then it's saying it knows Tattoo Head. Yeah, it knows him. And uh, And that's why he's there. Tattoo Head's not even playing the game. He's just sitting there. He you know was just one of the spectators. He was hanging out eating sandwich, whatever he was doing. And it's oh. saying it's like a baby. Oh, this is a little God. thing with no name. Yeah. It's here for Tattoo Head. Baby, this and that. Boom. How Tat- old are you? And it was like not even one year. Yeah. Making no sense to we us. We were like, what the hell is this talking about? You know, and I'm yeah. thinking like, you know, this. But you look at Tattoo Head and his face is like, well, he looks like he's seen a ghost, as they say. Anyway, everybody leaves except Tattoo Head. He don't want to leave our room. Because yeah. everybody's like, oh, I'm going to sleep, going to sleep. You know, because that thing left, some other goofy spirit came, he left, this and that, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, he wants to sit and talk with me and Chris. What was wrong, man? Why you look so scared? He's like, dude. And he talked like that, right? Yeah. My girl just had an abortion. And I said, oh, shit. Yeah. I think that aborted baby came through the, the Ouija Parker board, Brother man. Ouija board <laughs> and was talking to us. That's yeah, he looked like he looked. Like he, that's what he got out of the goals. Like what you said, he was like, "That's fucking terrifying." Happy Halloween. So there's some good stories, man. I mean, that's that's sick. But do you believe in a ghost? Well, uh, it's it's like at the time you do, I do. When the thing is happening, absolutely. I'm like, (laughs) you know, when I was a little kid, I used to have to go down in the basement. 
Oh, yeah. And it was like the basement in like Home Alone where the, you remember he was like scared of the heater? Yeah. yeah. It was like that. Like it, it yeah. made these loud like noises where all of a sudden it would be like quiet and all of a sudden it would be like, <laughs> like some crazy <laughs> shit happening. A boiler and a levels. thing, you know, like a thing would glow orange. And I would run down, do what I had to do in the laundry room or whatever, run back upstairs as fast as I could, slam the door, whether there was a noise or not. And as soon as you're upstairs and and it's lit up and every all your family's around, you're like, yeah, you oh, don't, God, forget I'm about I'm it such almost. an idiot. You know, you're yeah. like, why would I even be? Uh, let me go back down there. And then as soon as I go back down the stairs, I'm terrified. It's It doesn't make that, any that sense. That weird feeling you get, like skin crawl, like they say your skin is crawling. You know what I always notice? Yeah, it's like chills like that. through your whole body. It gets really cold and everything seems to slow down. Like you know, you know what I'm saying. Like it gets real cold, and you're looking around, and everything is moving in slow motion for that for that period. Deshaun E House, man. Before you guys moved in, I was just gonna ask you about that. Oh. Go ahead, go ahead. Well, Chris. we went in. This is a house I lived in with Jotham, our singer here. That's the house you're talking about. It's yeah. a historical okay. house. Yeah. It's a historical house in right on the Delaware River in Shawnee. Mr. Green Jeans, if anybody knows that show, what's that? Captain show Kangaroo. Captain show. Kangaroo, Kangaroo yeah. show from like the 30s, 40s. That cat lived in there. So it's an old house from like the 1800s. His nearest store is from 1732. Jackie Gleason used to own this house. Jackie Gleason owned it. It's old spot. It's historical. It's very old. So we were excited really nice house, that man, we man. landed this place to rent because it was like five bedrooms. We're gonna practice in the basement. We're gonna make it the new, you know, the new spot. Yeah, that was the pad. So we had a key to the joint, even though we weren't even living in there yet. So we decided to take Chris on a tour. Begin. Yeah, so you know we're walking around the places. It's pitch black. Yeah, it's cool, man. I'm like, wow, we're a really nice historical house, 19th century house. And I, I wander upstairs, and I go up, and I go to the, the back bedroom where it would end up being Bilo's room. Mm-hmm. And I was just looking out the Drummer window. Drummer of no retreat. And I was just looking out the window, hanging out, like, wow, taking it in. And I swear to God, I hear a little girl whispering in my ear. It, I was like, whoa. I looked around. I'm like, oh, somebody here? Hello, it was one of those. I thought somebody was there. Hello, Chris. And I, it was just real low. Hi, Chris. And I was like, whoa, man. And then I got that real cold, shivery feeling. And I kind of, you know, booked my ass back downstairs to the living room and waiting for these guys to come through. Chris couldn't wait to get I out of I couldn't wait to house. get the hell out of there, man. You know, I caught, like, I caught the heebie-jeebie vibe right up there. Play with, with that. me. No. Play I couldn't make out me. what she was saying. It was just like a low kid's voice, you know. Play so, with me. And I'm like, I look visibly shook. And then, you know, we were almost back to floods by the time I was like, yo, man, I heard a voice in there. <laughs> Chris is like, you guys might not want to move in this <laughs> house. You might want to think about And we were laughing like, ah, shut up. You're so stupid. Yeah. Until. Until. In that same house, I had my sister pick me up one time. She pulled up in the driveway, beeped the horn, called me. I don't know what happened. You know, I go out there, jump in the car. She said, who's that little girl that was upstairs on the second floor looking out the window? She thought it was Kira, my stepdaughter. Yeah. I was like, nah, there's nobody up there. You know, I'm always got bitches in the house and shit. But they look like grown women's. This was a little girl looking out the window. I don't really believe a lot of that crap, but why would she say that? She said it. And I totally forgot about the Chris story because that was months earlier. But as soon as she said, who is that girl looking out the window? In my head, I was like, remembering Chris go, a little girl whispered in my ear upstairs. And I said, man, maybe there's something to it. So you were talking about basements earlier. Mm-hmm. We're doing this podcast right here on this chilly October night in a basement. Something weird happened to the three of us. Was it at over practice? Other? Yeah, in practice, practice in the Shawnee so House what, basement. And when you say ba- a scary looking basement, yeah, 
that basement was scary looking. But what we did is we took one corner and tried to build a soundproof room. Yeah, we built walls. We insulated the walls, put an insulated door, the ceiling. The we had hung carpet all over the walls to, to muffle yeah. the sound. And at the time, we had crutch and box cutter. And mush out, mouth, mush mouth, out to win practices, all practicing in there, yeah, and no and retreat. We were doing, oh, no, no retreat, retreat also. There was a lot of band practices happening yeah. in, in our basement, and in that little room time. was comfortable and looked normal. But as long as I lived there, I don't know about you, I I only went into certain corners of that basement three or four times. <laughs> Laundry, there was rooms with hooks hanging. Remember yeah, that shit? Yeah, man. There was like an old tool table with like rusted tools everywhere. Yeah, I sickle. saw it like three times. And yeah, I was yeah. like, Yo, you remember that? I remember that rusted sickle that was just yeah. sitting there. Was yeah, like, the rusted. Yeah. It was so like rough, textbook man. horror movie basement. Anyway, so we were practicing in the basement, and I don't remember what the subject was, but we were talking. That day about spirits, ghosts, type of things, like we normally do. Like we normally do when we're in the scary basement, and uh, so we start. We're playing a song, and all of a sudden the lights flicker, then they go completely off. And the amps cut were cutting out. The amps part, cut yeah, out. Everything. Cuts and we're out. like, ah oh, man, it's old. You know, the electrical in this place is crazy. which is very possible. Popped the fuse. Popped the fuse. We popped the fuse. But they came back on. They're off and on. Then the door to the room, which was. I built it myself. This door is like a, a bank vault door. I built it myself. It was a wall of a house, basically. It was plywood on the outside, five-eighths of an inch plywood. Then two-by-fours were the frame of the door, and it was stuffed with insulation. Stuffed. Okay. And it you had to jam it door. open and shut. It was like airtight. Yeah. I, I, I made this with precision to be as soundproof as possible. This door just fluttered open like Real nothing. lightly like just fucking open. like a feather on the beach yeah it like, just opened we were just and we all just looked at each other remember we, we just stopped and we were like we were we waiting for someone to walk in nobody, and nobody walked in. in there was nobody in, on the other side of the door what the fuck so we shut the door and we're looking at each other like huh that was weird and then and all then, of a sudden water starts pouring from the ceiling yep <laughs> it just started pouring who did it land on i think it was on me was yeah. it you yeah, yeah like my shoulder yeah water just started pouring from the ceiling and big show was there too yeah the water just started he pouring. lived in the house at the time and uh it was terrifying it was like really terrifying yeah that was and scary. i believe we just kept playing like nothing happened because that's how we do that was fucking scary man that was really scary i forgot yeah, about that weird, uh, that was crazy a weird place i don't know i don't miss that i missed the place because there was always people hanging out it was when, a fun house, as soon as the but it was left. not very comfortable. It was freezing. Yeah. It was like, you know, the old school windows. There was, it was sounds really everywhere. It was really cold or really hot. Great location, though, man. Great Best location. location. But yeah, we it was, a, it was a, a fortress for people. There's always somebody sleeping on it. You know how it is, you know. We, we did the good thing for a lot of people. Joe had to snuff a roommate one time outside in the, in the park lot because yeah. he was stealing a TV. Almost a murder. It was almost a murder in the murder parking lot. Murder was the case that they gave. But let's ask our guest, do you believe in ghosts? I might have to say, yeah. Oh. I got I got one story just came to mind when y'all was talking about it. I never personally had nothing happen to me. But God bless the dead, my best friend, Hassan Allah, uh, me, Your friend's name is Hassan Allah? Nah, well, he was a 5%er. His name was okay. David Lewis, God bless the dead. But okay. um, he was a 5%er. And this is the reason I believe 
And it, cause dude was such a such a uh, like he was a crazy dude, but crazy in a good way. You know what I mean? Hardcore loyal dude. You know what I mean? But he ain't believing all the bullshit. You know what I mean? Like people be like alien. Like how mathematics would be like, no, there's a scientific thing. He's the same way. Like five percent is a real deep thought people. You know what I mean? So it's me, him, and his brother, Shot Black. And uh, if he hears this story, he, he's going to be laughing because we were, we were up to no good. We was on some grimy shit. And uh, there was this old hotel that a family owned, but they were all like junkies. So they used to have people from the city that wanted to go out of town. You'd go up there, and it'd be like 60, 70 people running through this place every night. But it's in, like, this middle-of-nowhere place, you know what I mean? Like, you literally driving up, like, a dirt road. You get up there. It's this huge place. Half of it's, like, ripped down, burnt down, broke down. But then there's this, like, one big place. It looks like a horse-type barn, you know Classy what I mean? joint. Yeah. I mean, they're junkies, <laughs> you know what I mean? So we, we get upset. You know, we sitting outside. He's rolling up. They smoking. I don't, I don't smoke weed or nothing. But we're drinking and smoking. So the dude starts telling us all these crazy stories like, yo, I was on the train and I swear to God, I seen this dude that's been dead for years and he's telling me get off at the next stop or whatever. And, you know, I'm listening to this dude and I'm bugging like, the fuck is this dude talking? Like, what's you yeah. smoking Sherm or something? Like, what the fuck is in the bud? Long story short, he starts telling us how he hears voices or sees people that's dead that tell him to get out of harm's way sometimes. And at this one time, it's crazy, it's nuts. At this one time, he's in the Bronx, right? He's taking the train. It tells it's, This dead dude is telling him to get off the train. It's the first time he ever seen anything. Like He's like, yo, I mean, I'm fucking bugging. I'm sitting there. I keep blinking my eyes, wiping my eyes. Like, And this dude is sitting there telling me, like, get off the train, get off the train. So he's like, yo, I got off the fucking train. And then his boy didn't get off the train. His boy went up to the next stop. Somebody ratted on him, said they had drugs on him or whatever. And his man got popped, and he didn't get popped. So long story short, so we at this hotel, and he's in the car telling us about it. So we go inside. We're doing what we do. We were there for like a couple hours. Dude goes out to go take a piss or something. He just comes back like, yo, we got to get the fuck out of here. We got to get the fuck out of here now. So we like, all right, whatever. Because you don't want to really argue with this type of dude. He's kind of like crazy or whatever. So my man Shah, who's who's just a dickhead, he... You know, he like you. He's like a real funny. Like who? What do you What do you mean by that? You're funny and direct. <laughs> you're a dickhead. You, you're a dick. You say dickhead shit. You're dickhead. So, everybody listening, that know Richie. No, I'm not lying. Mm -hmm. So we get in the car and we driving, whatever. We're like, yo, why are we leaving? He's like, yo, dudes was telling me to get out the spot. Dudes was telling me to get out the spot. Long story short, like the next day, my man Shaw calls me. He's like, yo, you know that hotel got raided. I'm like, when it get ready, he's like at like seven o'clock this morning. Wow. So that's crazy. I don't personally not believe in go. I never had an experience with him, but when a caliber of person like a song, God bless the dead, tells me stories like that, I mean I got a, yeah. I got a jacket. Same thing with you guys. Like, I know you guys, you're not liars. Math is like, you know, he's a fact person. So if he Professor. even believes in it. I got to believe yeah. in it. I'm not saying I believe in it, but I definitely experience these things. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. I, it's hard to say I believe in it, even after I've experienced yeah. things, but it's impossible for me to say I don't believe in it. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. I tell you what, though, I mean, the ghost that Ray knows, that's the ghost of drug 
dealer protectors. You know what I mean? That's great ghost to know <laughs> if you're in the game. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I no. He, I mean, five O's coming around the corner. Nah, but like, <laughs> I mean, he didn't say it like just anytime something bad was gonna happen. He also told us some other crazy stuff. I can't remember word for word, and and you know he passed, so I don't want to dirty up the name of a dead or anything. No, no, no. That's, 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 that's cool though, because but. I know he had, he said, you know, they weren't all good. I know he, you know, for some shit he probably did in his life or, you know, bad stuff that went down. But he was like, yo, it freaked him out. I know it freaked him out to the point where he would express it to us, you know what I mean? And this yeah. comes from men that follow something that teaches him he himself is God, you know what I mean? So for him to think about God goals, body. Yeah, five percenters. And um, it was just nuts to me. So I got to say I believe in it because... You know, when when a person, like a person that carries himself as a not liar or, or you know, they, they keep a honest, uh, you know, way about themselves, like mathematics, a person that goes on facts, to hear a situation like that happen to people like that, I got to yeah. believe in it. Yeah. No, I can't hate on it. I mean, it's possible. I like the things in the basement, Chris's stories, the Ouija board thing. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's like, it, it's hard know? to... It could not. It's suspicious. It could, you know yeah. what I mean? It's just like it, it's not a coincidence. Why it's wouldn't you be weird. open to it? Like some people are so against certain things. You're like, what? What's like? How do you know? Like you could tell me the craziest thing. It sounds pretty crazy. Probably not true, but what do I know? <clears throat> I don't know, man. There's a very weird thing that happens to me and Rich. That's specifically. Yeah, I know exactly what he's going to okay. say. So, Rich, Rich brought it up first. Where he was telling me about a dream, a recurring dream that he has, and without drawing a picture, I ba- he what he described is a recurring dream that I also have, and I usually get it when I'm sick or getting sick. If I'm getting like the hmm. f- the flu and I have like a fever, I wonder if that's when I get it. I don't know. Maybe it's so random and rare, but cons- consistent enough to remember. But it's yeah, and so it's such an odd. But you know what? I will I'll describe it in a second, but it might yeah. be something like this succubus thing, the sleep paralysis very well where somebody's sitting on your chest and so many people have it. I don't know. So yeah. I'll tell the story now and maybe if you ever ha- have had this happen to you, write us, let us know about it. But uh basically, it's a dream where you're in a house and the house is a normal house. It's almost, it's like a, a fun house. It's fun. There's people there that you love. It's a good, it's a, a busy happy, place, safe yeah. place, okay? And there's people, you're surrounded by your friends, your family, people you love. There's always fun activities happening in this house. But for some reason, there's a part of the house that is pure evil. And somehow in your dream, you always have to go near this part of the house yeah. never into it but you gotta go walk by it like, like the vibe h- is evil the look is evil it's like in the house I dream of the evil part has like vines growing over it like and but we ha- I have to go into a room that's next to there or I have to go and knock on the door that's right by that spot yeah but yeah it's like otherwise it's, you just it's so evil you don't even want to look at it yeah like you know it's there but you won't even even in your dream you won't look at it you're kind of like turning your head in the dream just so you don't have to like get creeped out by this this place in this house what happens he told me about it and i was like dude i have the same dream yeah. that's crazy um 
I I wouldn't be shocked if a lot of people had that. You dream. know what? There's people that write books about this crap, so it could it could mean so like certain dreams. Oh, if you're you know if you're having a hard time in life with this, or if you have a big loss in life, certain dreams might happen. Maybe there's something to it. Maybe. What about all those uh, like uh, Exorcism and Emily Rose and all those movies that go off the footage or the audio of actual like possessions with exorcisms? Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I know, and now I'm gonna be the devil's advocate, obviously. But you could say anything in the movie and say this is from the Blair Witch Project. Said oh, it yeah, was yeah, from, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, but this no, is that, real. Like you could say anything. That, that was from chick, a true story, though. No, yeah. but but the the I, I believe it was the Emily Rose. They played the actual audio in the courtroom. It was the one that was in the courtroom where they yeah. were trying to try the preacher that gave the exorcism, and she was speaking like five different languages that didn't even exist anymore and how can you you know explain that in different tones of voice and all this crazy stuff i don't know man i believe in that stuff it's crazy you man. know one time i had an idea i thought it was ingenious and i never did it i wanted to this is like early in internet you know accessibility the internet was just popping myspace days maybe you know so maybe not that early but i wanted to start a website and say at this website, you know, it's like $10 to get in, you could see lost exorcism tapes. And I would wow. make fake tapes of exorcisms, <laughs> but I would say Yo, that they would kill it. it. Yeah. <laughs> I would have killed it for about three years, yeah. and then that's all you need, though, to make a lot of money. I was going to say that these exorcism tapes were found in a plane crash in South America. Right? Jesus, the Vatican, whole backstory. The Vatican yeah. owned the plane. So just have, like, Ray under the bed. You know, one of our friends in the bed all sick. Joe dressed like a preacher, but real blurry. Ray kicks the bed. The guy's flying all over the place. Speaking in tongues. Yo, we should still do it. Yeah, do it. <laughs> and cat's out of the, the back. lost exorcism, say they were found in like Uruguay in a mountain. And, you know, maybe find a real like footage, like not real footage, but a real circumstance of a plane crash and say they were found in that crash, you know, mm, in that wreckage. That's record. good, yeah. <laughs> oh, yo, how about that, uh, that plane that got lost? Which one? The one that got lost in the ocean, the Indonesian... Uh, Oh, last oh, year, wow, right? right? Yeah. yeah, that's what that's the plane crash we go with. Yeah, we they go recovered with only the only thing they recovered was a the bag of tapes, a VCR tapes, VCR tapes. No beta, <laughs> beta, yeah, even better. <laughs> beta what happened tapes? to beta? Oh, film strips. Remember film strips? I think they school? still use yeah. beta actually, like yeah. for uh, transferring like high end video. I think it's only for like in production. I remember like, a couple families when I was young. You know, a lot of families got VCRs. A couple families got betas. And then with the video stores, I would see that beta section shrinking and shrinking and shrinking. <laughs> and I was always happy my pops went with VCR. <laughs> Evans, VHS Evans so. family had a beta. Of course. I remember. Of course. No, Evans that's the new technology, dude. I was like, why are your videotapes so small? Yeah. <laughs> no, because it's a better quality. The hey, quality bro. is much better. <laughs> Hey, bro, why are your videotapes so small? <laughs> that's ridiculous. Oh, that man. Ridiculous. Wow, that's crazy, man. I don't know, man. It's it's there's so much shit. The, the world is so big. The universe is so big. How could we possibly, you know, disbelieve something? Oh, look, the guy got as, some pizza bites over oh, here. Break as, bread, uh, break bread, break bread. It, kind of, it makes sense that there will be different worlds, you know what I mean, happening yeah. beyond our realm. It just, it kind of makes sense. You're a good man, Ryan, good man. We just got to serve some pizza. Our other producer, bites. Ryan, just brought us some pizza bites. What are they called? Good man. Bagel bites. Um, 
Yeah, they up there making funny Tostitos Sims pizza rolls. Huh? They up there making funny simu- Sims, you know, the Sim characters. Yeah, yeah. They're making funny Sim characters of Luke. Oh, yeah? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what's Luke, our drummer? What's his, we had a new nickname for him. What was it? Uh, Machine oh, Gun. Machine Gun Rota. Machine That's Gun. That's hard. Yeah. Better than Puke Rodent. Puke Rodent. <laughs> it just didn't Gun take Rodent. off the way we hoped it yeah, would. Yeah, much more flattering. Yeah, Machine Well, in the studio, we just recorded a new song. Maybe next episode, we'll play the song at the end of the show. Yeah, if you, All right, Chris. You if you, it's up to you, Chris. You're the Chris, boss. if you think it's okay, but you know. But anyway, we did a new song called Palisades Cliffs. Is that the title? Palisade Cliffs, yeah. Palisade Cliffs. We just recorded it. It's going to be on a compilation on a record label called My Vibe. Scott Vogel from uh, Terror's record label. No warning, an unreleased track. Terror, unreleased track. Wisdom Chains, unreleased, brand new. I think it's going to have Risk It. I'm not sure What's who else. the science behind the name of that song? Palisades Cliff. Well, it's where something took place. Yeah, I don't want to give too much away. But and you know what? Listen to the next episode, and I think you'll figure it out. It's a, it's a sad story, but it's a story that had to be told. Mm. Man, this episode is deep, son. Yeah. Five minutes left. Five Any minutes other ghost stories we want to... You know what? I would like to tell... I have an awesome story, but it takes six minutes. God ah, damn it. Ah, Jesus, technology. Four one thing about Richie that the listeners need to know what, is what, that what? he is like an epic prankster. He loves a good prank, and he loves to he loves bugging people out. I love scaring people. And so when I first met Richie, one of my favorite stories that Richie ever told me was the cloak in the dark. Cloak in the dark. I when you wore the cloak, no, <laughs> and the people drove down a dark road. Oh, yeah. Okay, could you tell that one? Okay, there's this abandoned camp in off Cherry Lane Road in Tannersville, Pennsylvania. That's a crazy one, right? It's I think it's called Camp Akiba. I think I mentioned yeah, it. It is Camp Akiba, yeah. Because I said, oh, I, I was arguing with Chris. I said I I listened to your stuff in your camp, this camp, Camp Akiba. Anyway, Camp Akiba is a real place. Abandoned a bunch of little cabins, a big lake. Big lake house. Isn't that by the other haunted house, the Henryville house? Not far, but probably four or five miles. Anyway, after, you know, I'm very mature now. I graduated high school, and I had this graduation gown. I said, what am I going to do with this? I said. <laughs> and Richie was a Pocono Mountain Cardinal, which they had all red. All red. <laughs> so I said, you know, this is pretty scary, this friggin' gown. So. I set it up with my friend Carl, the old singer Crutch, another guy. We had some broads with us. We said, uh, I told my mom to yell at me right before I was about to leave. So, hey, you girls want to see this Camp Akiba place? It's crazy. It's supposed to be haunted. Carl's in on it. He knows I'm not going to be allowed to go. He's going to take the long way there. Okay, yeah, let's go. Yeah, let's go. We can. It's awesome. All right, Carl, you going to drive? Yeah, I'll drive. Let's go. Rich, get back in the house. You ain't going nowhere. Oh, come on. Let me go. No, no. Oh, uh, you can't go, guys. Yo, tell me how it was. Okay. Now, my man Sal comes over, picks me up, drives me to Camp Akiba, drops me off with the robe and a big sickle, and Carl's taking the long way home, or a long way to the camp. I know where he's going to come in. So I'm waiting. While I'm waiting, I'm looking at myself in the woods. It's like real, it's pretty cold out. It's like this time of year. And I'm almost scared myself. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> there's nothing by this. Once you get dropped off there, like there's nothing. So Sal dropped me off, bounced. So I'm hearing sounds all around. I got a hood on, this robe, a big sickle. 
So Carl starts driving up the thing. I'm like, oh, shit, he's coming. Now I'm getting excited because, you know, I'm hoping somebody cries, has a heart attack. So the car comes real close, and they got to stop because there's a chain link that stops on the trail. So Carl's going to go there, take the link off. So he drives right up to the thing. Now I walk out of the woods real slow to the passenger side. <laughs> And I'm looking in the window. I'm like inches from this broad's face, and she's not seeing me, though. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> so I'm like, even Carl sees me, the side of his eyes, but he wants her to see me first, you know, so she gets scared. So finally she turns around, and she's <laughs> shrieking, going crazy, instantaneous tears running down her face. Girls in the back bugging out. Carl acting like he can't get the thing in the gear to turn around. <laughs> you know? So, yo, finally he turns around. I start chasing the car. I chase it out into the street. While I'm chasing it, some regular civilians are coming as well. <laughs> so they see me running, chasing this car, and I there was like Carl's car is in front of me. These people are behind me, so I'm like, they're gonna run me over. So I turn around and I look and I see that I remember this lady's face looking at me in in the in the civilian car, like to this day, she's talking this, about this thing that she saw. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the red oh ghost. My God. Guaranteed, dude. <laughs> but, yo, that was fun. That was fun. Oh, man. It's something about, uh, especially when I was younger. There's always something about hurting scaring, people. Scaring yourself or scaring other people is just, it's awesome. Oh, I hate when people scare me, though, you bastards. I hate that, but I love scaring But people. didn't you used to walk in places just because it was like, you know. Oh, by myself? Yeah, I remember as real young, I had when my first Walkman, I used to play Black Sabbath, the opening. <laughs> with the storm coming down. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I used to just walk like through the woods and stuff. You know, I like to be creeped out. Even I remember playing Typo Negative for Ray, and he's like, yo, take that devil shit out the, out the radio. Take that out the radio. <laughs> But I like that e- eerie kind of vibe, you know? Yeah, man. Yo, this was a lot of fun. We're about out of time. Thank you guys for listening. Next episode that we have with Ray, maybe we'll talk about the uh, the crazy uh, phone call. This guy got some life. The haunted phone calls from yeah. up in, uh, <laughs> in Pocono Farms. Oh, yeah. Oh, maybe oh, we'll talk God. about that next time. <laughs> yeah. But uh, thank you guys for listening. Follow us on Twitter at Post Americans. We are on iTunes, so go there, rate and review us. It's huge. It really helps us out when you rate and subscribe. Review. Five stars, motherfuckers. Five stars, and uh, we will have a new episode out hopefully next week. But this one is uh, pre-Halloween. Happy Halloween, everybody. Be safe. Go trick or treat and eat lots of candy. Get fat. Peace. Peace. Oh.